Welcome to My American Vida. I'm your host, Leisa Carrillo, and this is my podcast where I will share the story of my life growing up in Cuba and how I came to live here in America. I will share my journey to becoming an entrepreneur with the people who have helped and inspired me along the way. Turn in once a month to enter into my world, to grow personally and professionally. My mission for you to know is, don't wait for someone to tell you you are good enough. Because you know what? You already are. Basically, I think you're the best person in the world. You're the basically the best aunt. You always go to my volleyball games. You support me and what I want to be. Whew. That was beautiful. Oh my God, where to start, guys? You know that I promise that I will give you the best podcast, the most intimate moment with me. And I guess this is going to be one of the biggest. I have only one niece and I name her Roxanne. She's very special to me. Roxanne, she's only 11, but she knows about my life better than anyone. From what I do, I like, even my biggest dreams. And because she knows about my American Vida podcast, she asked me since the premiere, Tia, I want to be in it. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, oh my God, when did this person became so important to me? When this person became my biggest best friend? And everything goes back to my infertility. She was born right after I find out that I couldn't have kids. Infertility changed how you see yourself and the world. Somewhere along the journey, many of us felt having a baby was never happening. And some of us, after multiple treatments, it happens. <sighs> but... This wasn't my case. I want to do this episode about infertility because it might help somebody dealing with right now. Or might not. But I'm here for you. I know I'm far, but I can help you so much through my own experience. Everything started one year after I got married on 2009. This was 12 years ago. And let me tell you, this is going to be a long story, but I will never forget that moment when I got told I cannot have kids naturally. My world 
fall in pieces. And I have to do a strong hard work on myself to figure out if I want to go through the process of infertility, if I want to go to the treatments or not. I was young. I was in my 20s. My ex-husband as well. When we walked to that clinic, everybody looked at us like, oh my goodness, you guys will be fine. You guys are young. Oh my God, he was an athlete. I was a dancer back then. We were all good, healthy. I mean, and what, what's the problem now, right? So we start with the treatments. There is so many things that goes through, emotional and physical. You have to schedule so many shots during the week. You have to make sure you're doing at the right time, with the right mindset, and to continue your life like nothing happened. And you know why you have to continue your life like nothing happened? Because this process is so expensive. You have to keep working. You have to keep hustling in order to pay 10, 12, 20 grand on infertility doctors. I remember going through the process of getting my embryos ready to be implanted on me. Oh my goodness. I learned how to meditate. I learned how to breathe. I did so much acupuncture. I did everything possible. I remember that I learned how to crochet. I would spend hours crocheting in order for me to relax for that process. And the day came. Everything was good. The embryos were little babies at this point. I was about 10, 11 weeks, I believe. And when that happened, the infertility center sent you over to an OB doctor, right? A gynecologist. Because at this point, there is nothing else that they have to do. You just have to follow up with your pregnancy like normally. I was having two healthy beautiful babies heartbeats were fine they were growing in me everything was going perfect like I would say perfect like the first visit to the gynecologist everything was fine only one of the babies were a little smaller but I believe that's normal when you're having twins and I left home happy I would continue working at the salon having my normal life until I went for my 16 weeks checkout. I still have pictures. I have a little belly. I was eating. I was having a little nauseous. And, but, but other than that, I was having a really good pregnancy. And that was the hardest day of my life. When I walked to the office and the nurse that does the ultrasound called the doctor. The doctor called the nurse. They called another nurse. There was no heartbeat. That just to make this story small that ruined my relationship that ruins everything that I was doing at that point and the reason I'm here in this podcast because I want to show you my way of healing and let me tell you healing does not have any expiration date you shouldn't postpone the process you shouldn't accelerate it you shouldn't make it comfortable with somebody around you, like I mean family member, your husband. It's the process that we have to go through. So I learned that. And even though the process was hard, I can basically talk 
right now about it. I feel like I got to heal my way. I have to comprehend that there is so many beautiful things that I can do and give to the world that is just not only being a mom. I understood that being a mom is something that society just put on you. We have big pressure and you feel like if you don't do it, you're going to be wrong. Let me tell you, I want to do it. I tried so hard, even after that, and it didn't happen for me. Doesn't mean that I'm weak. Doesn't mean that I'm not a fighter. Doesn't mean anything. It means that every single person has a time and place to heal and make decisions. And if you find a way to focus in something that can benefit the world, that can benefit others, you won't feel empty. There is so much love that I can put to so many things that I do every single day. And of course, my beautiful Roxanne. And it's still hard, but it's kind of a pain that you learn how to live with it. And I feel that when people are going through infertility, they don't want to be asked. And let me tell you, I get asked all the time by clients, people that I meet. It's insane. So I just want to write down some questions that you should never ask to people that are going through infertility or people that you know that doesn't have kids and they close to be 40 or close to be 35. I don't even know what age should be technically correct for anybody to have kids. But I'm just saying, please stop. Stop because it hurts. And every single person that is going through this, every time that you do that, you open that scarf that that person has been working so hard to heal. And let me tell you, these are things that can help any of your friends, family member, anybody that you know that is going through it. Because let me tell you, I get questions all the time. Especially because I'm, I don't know, I'm, going, I'm 40 years old and I feel like people ask clients when I meet somebody new and I don't know. They see me. They think, oh, maybe she should ask. Maybe she should have kids. I don't know what is the real age to have kids or no, but I get asked all the time. And I look at people in the eyes and I'm like, I cannot have kids. And I can totally see how the faith change. And the reason I want to be astray and acknowledge what is happening is for them to understand those questions you shouldn't ask. Like you shouldn't ever tell anybody, I understand, unless you've been through it. This is, un- I mean, I cannot even explain how hard this is for anybody. So saying that you understand isn't helping us. Because if you haven't been through it, let me tell you, you don't know nothing about what we're going through. Don't tell them also, relax, it's going to be okay, you yawn. Oh my God, you should have sex this way. If you put your legs up or you put your legs down, you know, all those things that people tell you. Oh my, oh, grandma said this and said that. We don't want to hear that. When you're going through the problems, you don't want to hear that. And we are working on it. You don't know how many baby showers I've been. You know how many baby showers I host, I prepare, I plan. All my best friends, I've been there for them. And every single one 
it's been a healing process for me. Every single her day, kids, and my nephews and nieces, I work myself to that process. I don't need anybody to tell me otherwise. And I think this is a good one. If you are pregnant, please don't complain. <laughs> don't complain. Because we would love to be in your position. And we would love to be sick and all of that. Don't question their sadness. When they're going through something, it's painful. And that pain, let me tell you, doesn't have an answer. Doesn't have a, an explanation. When somebody's going through that sadness, let them be. Don't try to change the way they're feeling. Because it's impossible. Like I say, it's a work that every individual has to go through themselves. And to be honest, no one seems to know exactly what to say to someone who has been or trying for months, for years to get pregnant. But in my case, IBF treatments and me dealing with it was extremely emotional. It was a physical and emotional roller coaster. And let me tell you, the miscarriage for me was the worst. But the only thing that really helped my healing was silence. All we want is silence. But to be honest, I don't want you to get sad about this. I'm good. I put all my energy and love in so many amazing things in life. And of course, because I do that, I brought Roxanne. I want you to hear from her how is Lisa as an auntie. <laughs> Remember, this is still going to be my American vida. This is still going to be my life. And how I share my moments with the people that I love and people that have inspired me every single day. I think this individual has helped me and inspired so much. She is a big part of my healing process. Of course, my family, my friend, and every single person that I love and respect that in so many ways have contributed to my recovery. And for me to be here, literally, in front of this microphone and just talk normally about it. And remember, I'm here for you if you ever need to talk about your infertility. Hello, Roxy is here, and I think I want to interview her, right? Hi, Roxy. Hi. <laughs> I'm finally here after weeks of recommending it. I know, right? I'm so glad you came. Me too. So are you ready to let the audience know you? We're ready to let them know. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Rosie, about me? Well, I honestly think that you're the best person in the world. You honestly, uh, uh, you honestly, my boy, yes. <laughs> you let me know that I'm good enough. You help me when I'm like I want to do something great. Like you're helping me with volleyball. You're helping me with music. You're helping me with art. You're giving me such a great idea for life that I don't even know how to explain it. Oh, my goodness. Guys, have you heard this girl? 
She can talk so well. <laughs> um, Roxy, what is the funniest thing you have ever done? Like, ever. Doesn't have to be, like, any... Any specific thing that happened today or ever, I mean, ever? Whatever. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go back a few years. <laughs> a few years ago, when I was little, um, <laughs> I went to this party. Okay? Okay? So, basically, I was filming a TikTok, and then, shh, but I literally fell into the pool. Really? Doing yeah. the video? <laughs> yeah. And my, what happened? My, the, my the friend, phone didn't get wet, right? No, my friend posted it. Like, I was doing the video, I forgot the pool was literally behind me, and I just fell. I slipped over the edge and fell because it was like a walking video oh, okay. and i almost died there i was like the, are you ready a lot of things are going to happen like that <coughs> life is full of like funniest things <laughs> i'm ready for the funniest but i am ready for the clumsiest because <laughs> i'm clumsier than you can imagine i know but you're so good at so many things so it's yeah. okay <laughs> i tripped over my feet yesterday trying to make dumplings are you kidding me yeah I did you hurt yourself no i burn my hand in the frying pan Ooh. the dumplings were everywhere Mm-mm, that's not a good idea yeah i know my hand still hurts i'm lucky i could do volleyball so you've told me that you've had any questions for me let's do more oh. <laughs> okay so what are you really good at well i'm re- well, I can't really say as much because I don't even know how to explain it. I'm good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, not except standing on my own feet. I'm almost good at everything because I could cook, I could paint, I could um, sing, I could uh, take photos. I, I literally think I might be a photographer, but not really. I, yeah, you have many talents. Yeah. And I think that what I like most about you, that you don't care about anybody saying anything you are super confident for being 11 you know like you're pretty confident and you try things i remember you trying playing guitar you try you don't care you just try i still play guitar yeah sometimes when i have time i play the guitar like most of the time i don't have like really much time to play but like when I get the time, when I have free time, I grab my guitar out of my little corner. It's a little dusty. <laughs> it's a little dusty. Oh, I also can be a comedian, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> it's a little dusty, but after volleyball and most of my things, like, I play, I do a little E and E strings. Like, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Okay, Roxy, so let me ask you one more. What do you think it would be different in the world in is the coming future? Is that, it's for you. It's like in the future. Like what you think it would change in the world. How you think the world is going to look like. Well, basically, how technology is so advanced. And like, if you look at Google and search iPhone 14, it's so advanced. I know. I was looking at uh, also that those cars that can fly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's Ooh. scary. <laughs> oh, I saw like a few flying cars on TikTok. Like, not kid cars, like, literal cars. Mm-mm. And, like, like there was this car that didn't even have a steering wheel. It just had, like, a little mouse controlling it. I think that's more in the near future. Oh, my God. Because it's so bright. 
Oh, it's happening. It's happening soon. It's, we should get ready. It's happening soon. Soon, <laughs> soon we'll see um, robots will we'll be taking over the world. So what, um, what question you would like to ask me that you haven't ever asked? Okay, so... <sighs> oh, I got a good one. <laughs> I know I'm a very outcoming person, but you haven't told any of us. When are you going to introduce us to your new secret for Forever Curls? Shh, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, so because she knows that I'm launching Forever Curls. Yeah, I'm the only one that knows this big secret because I'm participating in it. I know you are. I'm going to be going in so many lessons. And for the people who take lessons from Lisa here, the beautiful Lisa, Curly Curly, <laughs> from Forever Curls, and you're listening to this... I am going to be participating in it in a few lessons. Yes, you are. Forever Cross, guys. It's, it's so something that is happening next yeah. year in Vegas. And I'm going to have my own academy. Yes! And I feel like I want to make my family part of this. I feel like I have worked so hard and you guys support me so much that, of course, Roxy, you're going to be at the academy and you're going to yeah. be teaching something. Do you want to kind of like give a hint of what it is? Tiny hint. It's mm. going to be artistic. It's small hint don't say much mm. <laughs> it has it's gonna have a lot of glitter and it's gonna be what else curly it's gonna be something curly. it's gonna be curly a lot of glitter and maybe my dad could, could come in to teach us how to fix one of the hair dryers or a curler if it breaks <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah because my brother is a mechanic engineer so she's saying that maybe he can come and help us everybody to fix things like dryers and <laughs> curly irons and things like that everybody will participate somehow everybody everybody in my family. i have a lot of surprises my mom will, my mom will help with dealing deal how do you say it? dealing yeah yeah she's a casino dealer yeah so maybe she'll and we can us. have a game yeah <gasps> yeah a game night in the night that we're gonna have a party yeah and she can deal it we can have a, a dealing table <gasps> that's such a good idea oh my god we're ah! <laughs> we're giving too much hints now so let's okay go. let's stop let's stop no more hints too much this is it. This Wait, is it. Wait, we already this told them it. about the game night. Don't say anything more. That's it. Uh, I'm going to have another question for you. Okay. So tell me something that makes you really happy. Well, something that makes me really happy is when I'm painting my family and also Wildbone and many of my friends. Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. So if you guys want, you can watch my volleyball game on TV. Oh, that's true. And do you want it to follow you on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. So you want to share your TikTok? Yeah. So look for Dania Vasquez 12 and you'll find my account because I'm too lazy to remember the new name I put it. I think it's Swaggy Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's your mom's TikTok and you get there no, and you... basically my TikTok. It's yours, but it's on your mom's name and you get there and you do yeah, that some was my old account. funny and she's super funny. I and comedy, dances basically dances yeah i edit and also i'm gonna start releasing my drawings yes i can wait for everybody to see them thank you so much for being here roxy and i wrote something for you a poem for me yes please don't cry i'm gonna, I'm gonna try to put back my tears girl. <laughs> i think it's beautiful and i want to read it for mm -hmm. you I might not have carried you for nine months, but I will spend the rest of my life loving you, protecting you, and 
doing whatever it takes to make sure that you are safe and happy. Thank you for teaching me so much. You taught me what it's like to have a mini me. <laughs> you taught me patience. And I want you to know that my arms will always be open to receive you. Thank you for making my life fuller and better every day. I love you. Thank you. I'm trying to hold back tears. I'm literally tearing up. I love you so much, Roxy. Thank you for coming to another episode of my American Vida. Do you guys want Roxy back? Please leave a comment below. And don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. And also follow me and share with all your friends. Yay! Because I'm trying to hit 400 followers. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one until the next one. Bye. Bye.